You have tuned in, yes, I know, to the greatest uh, Catholic priest podcast in Payne County, the Pastors of Payne. Yes, the Pastors of Payne here on uh, PDFM. It's also on uh, Spotify. It's also on iTunes. It goes out on SoundCloud. You can get it at St. Francis Xavier. You can uh, get it online at uh, Facebook pages, Catholic Pokes Twitter, St. Francis Twitter. Boom, this goes out to not only to this planet, but all planets. All planets get a little taste of Payne County. Congratulations, Martians. Now, now, um, I know you're probably thinking, like, this guy won't stop talking. And that's the reason why I have the freedom just to keep blabbing is because Father Brian O'Brien is not in the studio. He is not here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, easy, easy. I repeat, not in the studio. He's out on vacation. And so, you know, priests get vacation, too, just like everybody else. And so is our secret guest today. His name is I'm I'm a, his name is it's a secret uh, uh, let me try it out P Scheller wait wait that's too obvious uh, Paul S Paul S is that correct or P <laughs> Scheller which one do you go by either way either way you really usually call me whatever you want anyway, well you so. okay hey <laughs> remember remember your your name used to be Andy that's correct Andrew and why'd you change it well I joined a monastery. You joined a yeah. monastery. When did this happen? Are you just now telling me now? No, no, no. Okay, so anyway, uh, our guest today is Father Paul Scheller. Uh, he's he's a Benedictine monk, and we'll get on to all that. And he's a uh, he can tell you where he's from. He's going to tell you where you know, like he's not a native of Stillwater, but he went to Stillwater High School. He's not a he, he was a, he was a seminarian for the Diocese of Tulsa, and then he betrayed us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Father Paul Scheller, uh, and mo- most people have never met a monk. Jay, probably never met a monk. He, You walked into the studio, and he said, whoa, you look real warm, because you got, like, this hood and this black robe and this thing that hangs down, like, from your neck down in front of you. Okay, so t- our listening audience has no idea what a Benedictine monk is. Um, Jay? Jay's not Catholic. Jay Jay gets more Catholic stuff uh, than probably any dozen Catholics I know. Uh, uh, he he listens to a lot of he he probably gets to jibber jabber with priests more often than most Catholics because he he gets a he gets an, an hour a week with us. Tell tell Jay and the people of not only this planet but also the other galaxies Andromeda Galaxy, which is my favorite. <laughs> Tell them what is a Benedictine monk and why, why did you choose that over being a diocesan priest? Because the diocesan priest is the best, by the way. Great question. Thanks for the thank intro. You, thank First you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, was, was a very just, great wow, question. I mean, <laughs> floored by the things just, I come up with. We're going uh, going in swinging right now. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to be with you guys. Um, you know, longtime listener. Um, oh. Uh, bigger. <laughs> yeah. First time in, 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 the, in the booth here. A uh, lot more. Of, uh, I'm a bigger fan of Father O'Brien, so I'm disappointed Whoa. he's not here today. But we'll settle. Oh. We'll settle for this. It's okay. Jeez. Um, Why am I your friend again? Yeah, I know. We've been, we've been friends since. Uh, 2002. So when we wow, went, really? first went to college seminary together, so 18 years coming up on 18 years. Wow. So uh, okay. yeah, I'm uh, happy to be with you. I yeah, as uh, Father Curie said, I'm a Benedictine monk. So Benedictine monks, we want to think of 
uh, follow the rule and the, the, I guess, the guide, so to speak, of St. Benedict. St. Benedict lived in the 5th century, and he established— What year is that? Uh, I don't know, it was in centuries. the 5th century, so about 480 to 547 or so. 480 to 547? That's okay. when we were talking. Dude, so this guy is old. Over, he's, well, he's still alive? No, he's passed away. Oh, but, dang. And that's why we canonize him. He's a, he's a saint so oh, okay. in the church. St. Benedict of yeah, Norcia. Saint Benedict. That guy. You got it. Ah. You got it. So 1,500 years ago. So he established this pattern for— uh, men and well, and there's also female communities, but mon- men to live together as monks. So in community life, we have a rule um, a st- that Saint Benedict wrote, small kind of guide, and also we are under the leadership of an abbot or our spiritual father of the mm. community. So I started off studying to be a diocesan priest, Woo! just like you did. Yeah, and that's where we met in in seminary. Father Kerry and I met in seminary. And it was during my three years at Conception Seminary College, we were both educated by Benedictine monks there, uh, that I felt drawn to the monastic community and to religious life. I was pretty content with the idea of being a parish priest, but God had other plans. I mean, you wanted to, you didn't want to be a real priest. You just wanted to be a... <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to be hidden in a monastery. <laughs> yeah, I think, when, I think of, when I think of you hidden in a monastery, I don't think of you. Like, yeah, you're... exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a mainly the the way of life is uh, Saint Benedict. I guess he didn't say this, but it's oftentimes described ora et labora. Uh, Father Kerry, how's your Latin? Uh, failed it twice. <laughs> Greek, Spanish, <laughs> it's a, Greek, Spanish, ace. I hear Speak you. Em. You quoting a lot of uh, Greek uh, terminology and stuff on on the on the podcast. So, uh, but yeah. So prayer and work. Uh, our life is kind of established by gathering together in community life. Uh, for prayer five times a day, and and then mass. Uh, so the earliest prayer of the day is at six a.m. and then the six a.m. It's the last time of the day is at seven fifteen. Are you up before that though? Like, I, I am up. Like like when you when you run that. out of your room in the monastery, <laughs> is there like you know fire coming from your feet as you're like <laughs> running, putting all your your monastic clothing brushing on, brushing my teeth as yeah, I run out of like church trying late. Trying to get there because yeah. the bells are ringing. Bells are ringing, and yeah. the monks all line up. Yeah. Like I always thought that was cool. It was like like this march of monks coming in in black robes right. down the aisle. About uh, a lot of times what people would kind of imagine when they think of monks, it's it's all, you know, fairly accurate, minus the vow of silence. There is no vow of silence. So There's no vow of silence? No, I'm, so I'm not whoa, getting whoa, in whoa. trouble right now. Or anything. Um, you guys take a promise of stability, yes. which diocesan priests take. A vow don't. of stability, right? Vow of stability. Mm-hmm. You take vows and diocesan priests take promises. Correct. And okay. so, yeah, a vow of stability, of obedience, and then one in Latin again, conversatio morum, can be translated in different ways, but it's kind of like fidelity to the way of life. Or I think of it too as living each day, trying to live it each day better as the day before, like the continual conversion. Being transformed in all, Christ. Exactly, exactly. And so, this new man, as St. Paul says. Yeah, and, right. and so the, the way of life attracted me. Initially, it was just the thought of community life, the simplicity of the way of mm. life. I, I knew that praying together with others, it would always be kind of an encouraging way yeah. to, to, to continue to stay on the track of giving my life to Christ. And also, I always thought it was kind of like growing up playing sports it's like being on a team part of a team and it's it's nice that we have a common mission and we're all kind of going that direction together whoa okay so 
so so we got the kind of the order, but you live in a monastery, yeah. the, uh, Conception Abbey, the uh, the Abbey of the Immaculate Conception, founded in I think the, like the middle eighteen hundreds, eighteen seventy three, eighteen seventy three in the yeah. middle in Nottaway County, in the middle of nowhere, Nottaway really. County on the intersection of roads. A H and V V. Yeah, right, right there, right there. Yep. <laughs> it's all got letter. three dirt roads on one side, and what's the highway that's paved right there? Highway one thirty six. Well, highway one thirty six. Yeah, right up northwest Missouri. So we're about seventeen miles from civilization, uh, i.e., your nearest Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that's in um, Maryville. That's Maryville. Yeah. It's Maryville. What's the town that's north where they have the pizza place and the car? Stanbury. Walk? Stanbury. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whoa! So it's so the monastery's out rolling uh, hills in northwest Missouri, out in the middle of the country, and farmland around there. Uh, we originally were—I mean, the monastery got founded there for, originally from Switzerland, and came the monks came to Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. They came. Why over. would they move to Missouri from Switzerland? I, I know. You know like I, I've been to and it's beautiful because it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Because they called the they called the other monastery the Mother House, correct? Correct. And the Mother House is where in Engelberg, Switzerland. And where is that? Is that like in like a really nasty part of Switzerland? Because when I think of Switzerland, no, I think it's, of like it's absolutely gorgeous. It's nestled between a beautiful mountains in a valley. It's pristine. It's, okay, why would they go? Oh, okay. Hey, so guys, so gentlemen, I don't know. That's not. <laughs> I don't know. That's not well, my, this my Germans. My uh, German Swiss Austrian accent right, is, right. has been filed away somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they why why did they come out? So here? in the eighteen hundreds, they were afraid of the religious persecution, and they were uh, fearing that the monastery actually might be suppressed. And uh, so they what? Uh, a couple of the monks. What was going on? You know, right? Uh, kind of technical. I don't know. Just with the government and possible. Suppression at that time. I'm not uh, too sure, but Update I know that on your that middle 1800s geopolitical climate of Austria, Switzerland. <laughs> right, I should have. Uh, well, the Hungarian is like my Austrian-Hungarian Empire was going on at that time, and yeah, I'd okay. have to, yeah. So some of the monks uh, decided, felt kind of drawn to establishing a foundation. Obviously, there was need in the United States at that time, uh, very early on, for ministering to to the people. And so uh, our founder, Abbot Frohn Conrad, came and uh, started the monastery there, was invited, and then very early on also started uh, school for e- educating his monks. Okay. And as he was educating the monks there, the diocese asked them to educate their uh, seminarians to prepare That's them for priesthood. That's how it started. So the seminary was founded officially, I think, 1886, so soon after the, the beginning of the monastery. And that's why you and I went there for college to study philosophy and to try to get holy. Obviously didn't work for one oh, of us. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, uh, Jerry's still out. <laughs> yeah, we're still praying for you. Thank you. I need it. All the graces. All the graces. Pray for me. But, uh, yeah, so the just the community life, we have about... 50, 55 monks there, all ages. Our oldest monk has been professed for 80 years in the community, so he's approaching 100. Who is that? Father Anthony Scheidler. Anthony Scheidler? Yeah. He, uh, Do I know him? You might recognize him, one of, the, one of the older holy guys, but he wasn't working in the seminary or anything about that time when, when you were there. Whoa. He's, he's seen almost Everything. I love yeah. that age group of people because they they went to school on like horse and buggy or horse or mule or walk. So they've seen, 
the airplane, the car, mm-hmm. the air conditioning, new homes, cell phones, space travel. Right. They've seen satellites fly over. I mean, they like these people been. have seen it. Two world wars, you know, countless things going on around the world. Right. And they just like stayed mm-hmm. the course. Exactly. Yeah. Life. Never wait. Never seen even the waiver. The challenges after Vatican II, and you know, sometimes. You know, their friends leaving, you know, the church and whatnot, just different challenges. But it is, and, and that's why I like being in a multi-generational community, because to see the inspiring example and the consistency of those who are, um, have, you know, stayed and, and lived, you know, persevered through the life, and to see, too, that when you live the life faithfully, it has an impact, and you can appreciate their wisdom. Wow. On the, on the junior monks... And even on those kind of exactly, you're yeah. a middle-aged monk now. Well, Do you realize yeah. that? You're, today's today's your birthday. We're it recording. Is. This is not live, uh, right. but you know it's uh, Father Paul Scheller's. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Thirty-eight ninth birthday. One less. Thirty-eighth birthday. You got it. Come on, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just I wanted to treat myself by a thirty-eight mile bike ride today, and I was all set. Left before seven a.m. Before the heat came. Eight miles in. Broken spoke, <laughs> so, so game over there. But yeah, that's one of my one of my hobbies. Uh, and and uh, that's your to, way of relaxing around the yeah, monastery. It is. Going and, on and I go on those country roads, bike those a lot, and get chased yeah. down by dogs and all sorts of stuff <laughs> on like occasion, that. Occasion, yeah, on occasion. There's like right? a day, uh, a dirt road and barbed wire and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, uh, 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 <laughs> poor, poor, we, uh, poor Father uh, O'Brien won't, we won't be able to defend himself. He will uh, not, he can't well, he's on vacation. Hopefully he's, he's listening to this yeah, uh, with earplugs he'll, he'll in. He'll listen he didn't to it. Didn't hear it. Okay, so this this is monk life. What? Um, okay, so we talked about like why. Sure. You, there's monasteries all over the world. And they all are they all the same? Because we have right here in the state of Oklahoma, we have Shawnee, mm-hmm. which had a college but now no longer doesn't. There's Clear Creek Monastery. There's Benedictine Monastery in Atchison, Kansas, which is no, way north of us. Right. There's you. Uh, there is – I'm trying to think of another mo- Benedictine Monastery. There's Carthusians. Sure. Uh, there are what's the uh, what's the other one? Cistercian, Cistercian Trappist. Like, what's the difference between all of them? Because they all they all seem to follow the same rule of Saint Benedict, like stability to a monastery. Right. They um, they have obedience to their abbot, and then conversion of life. Yeah. Right. But you all, well, you don't take celibacy. All that would be included. Uh, cha- poverty, chastity, obedience would be un- included under obedience. So, oh really? Yeah, it covers them all. It covers them it all. It covers them all. Yep. <laughs> but for diocesan, no, no getting pre- out. Yeah, <laughs> for diocesan priests are like, you better promise this. Right, right. <laughs> like, pretty yeah, explicit there. Uh, yes, yeah, simplicity. Uh, well, for diocesan priests, simplicity of life mm-hmm. I think is more difficult than poverty because you only get what the abbot gives you. Right. Like if you need to buy a razor, they go either go to the storehouse and look to see if there's a razor blade, or right. here's ten dollars. Yeah, Go have buy to kind of get used to. It's kind of like when you're having to ask your parents for money when you're a kid. <laughs> it's the whole <laughs> thing again. And then the same thing yep. would be with a car. Like even traveling here for uh, this, you know, this week. Uh, bar, you know, having to use an Abbey car. And when I go back, I have to return the keys and write down the mileage. So all of that. Really? Yeah, is, and you, they give you a gas card? 
Uh, yeah, they're, they're right. Exactly. So it's all. It's also fun going out to dinner with someone who took a uh, a vow of poverty because. <laughs> You'll, you'll go out to dinner and they're like, one check or two. And you look across the table. And uh, I was out with a Franciscan friar buddy of mine from, uh, from Father Emmanuel from New York City. <laughs> he looks across. He's like, you always got the bill. <laughs> I was like, I always got the bill. It's the same way with you. Yeah, people are pretty generous. And sometimes, too, I didn't know if my brothers found this funny or not. But for their birthday, uh, sometimes I you know find a dollar and I put it in the car and I say, sorry, this vow of poverty is really rough. <laughs> and I, don't know I they... would have given you a thousand of these, yeah. but, but oh, I only one. found one. Is this like a lifetime thing? Yeah. yeah, so it's commitment. So I made a, yeah, a commitment to, to join the community. It, there's a trial period. One year is a novice. Yeah, give him then, the. Let's give sure because Jay doesn't know this. Jay, yeah. Jay's Jay's our studio audience here. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, he'll, so, he'll, he'll we'll have call-in questions from Jay. Uh, okay, so uh, so Jay so Jay's call-in question is this. Sure. Uh, you you are like looking at Conception Abbey. You're studying there as a student, and you say, "I would really like to join." And so, what's the process of becoming like a full-fledged like vowed monk like you are? Yeah. Well, first of all, the Diocese of Tulsa was sponsoring me before, so I uh-huh. had to ask permission from them. I would say, I feel that God's calling me to monastic life, but I'm not sure I want to give it a try. And that's the whole you know, process of prayer and discernment. Mm-hmm. So also just grateful to, for the bishop and the vocation director for supporting me for the three years. On behalf of them, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we, we let you go. You did. It was when we dodged the bullet there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you kicked me on the way out? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. That was me. You told Thank me to tuck and roll as they <laughs> drove by the monastery. So after I graduated from there, <laughs> after I graduated from there, I, I w- entered as a novice. And I was a novice for one year. And, and that's real, like your... Real kind of specific time of formation where you're looking at, is this community life for me? And also the community is looking, is this working for him? Is it? Does it fit? Does the life okay. fit? So you could even, you know, make it analogous to like engagement or something, marriage, any kind of commitment where you're... You're, you're committed to a certain extent, but uh, you're also looking at and, and discerning all along, is this for me? Correct. So you, what, what do you learn as a novice? I mean, do you just like go in there yeah. and learn how to scrub floors? As a novice, we go through the rule of St. Benedict. So his, and there's a novice his, master. Right. What's, it, what's his name? Uh, well, right now it's Father Xavier. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so, the best. Yes, he's... Father Xavier. He is going strong at... 83 years old, he you wouldn't imagine. Is incredible. He's like. Tell him the story about when you went down that uh, oh, uh, railing. Oh, oh that's the this soccer was, field. He's 80. How old is he now? He's 83. So he was, let's see, 18 years ago, six, 65 maybe? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, there's a steep embankment that goes down the back of the monastery where the seminary is down to the soccer field. And it's probably 25 yards. And it's got a metal pole stairway, for a handrail right, going stairway. down the stairwell, following the parallel path of the stairwell. And Father Xavier and I were at the top of it, and I was like, come on, Father Xavier, follow me. And I slid down this rail. And it's like like four or five seconds, you're just like, shh, boom. I plant my feet at the bottom, and I turn around, and he's sliding <laughs> down the handrail. And I'm like, catch him. <laughs> so I like caught him on the way down. He was also, this is how, this is how funny because he was born, I mean, he's how old? He's eighty. He's eighty-three right now. He just turned. Um, so that means he was born thirty-seven, nineteen thirty-seven. Nineteen thirty-seven. Yeah. 
So this, I had this conversation with him, and I said, you know, uh, Father Xavier, your Buddy, Hall, Buddy, Buddy Holly style glasses are coming back in style. And he said, who's Buddy Holly? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, yeah. you have been yeah. in a monastery right? for all of your and, life. And, and of the people that buy in 100%, he is all in. I yeah. mean, some stuff, it's funny what he's just not familiar with. But okay, so he's your novice master. Yeah, he's and the so, novice master. And yeah. And so what do you learn as a novice? As novice... Pa- um, paint the floor. In certain way, it is being exposed to a variety of work. But the thing with... As a novice, is from day one, you live pretty much the full life of the full life of the monastery, in you know just for, with all the seniors. So those who have been there for 50, 60 years, you're living the same prayer schedule. You're, okay. uh, you know, eating meals with them, and then work. They try to give you a variety of work. So it's work that's not too burdensome. So it could be cleaning toilets, or you know, uh, hauling the mail, or something, or just uh, uh, mowing lawns. But it's not. They don't too, want to scare you off, right? They don't. Well, it don't want to be too burdensome, so it doesn't keep you up at night. And then as you progress, they introduce more responsibility. Okay. So the neat thing is, at the end of the year, and you know, during that time with the discernment, you can pet- <coughs> petition to make vows. And when you make first vows, which I uh, made in August fifteenth, two thousand six, that's when you uh, get a new name. So okay, that's so where you enter in. Everybody right. enters in around the world. Benedictines, August fifteenth, the solemnity. Of the yeah, that's uh, that's our special uh, time. Oh, because the Immaculate our Conception community. of Mary. Right. Okay, got for, it. For yeah, because we're big on Marian feasts, so uh, the uh, feast of the Assumption or the solemnity of the Assumption. Mm-hmm. So during that time, yeah, and it's always kind of a special time in the community. So being received into the to the community and uh, professing vows, that's where you know you see my my black monastic habit that I'm wearing. That's where you get the long scapular, a new name, and you sign uh, your uh, petition formula that you're going to vow for three years. Three years. Okay. Now, it is. Do they vote on you? And they vote on you, you in chapter. You were lambda here. You were lambda here. Correct. Is it kind of like being voted right. on in, in, a, in a fraternity? fraternity? It probably is. In some ways, I think a lot of the fraternity stuff. When I think back on it, I'm like, wow, they stole all of this from monastic life, minus the, the ha- chapter, the hazing, and the drinking, probably. In a monk. Because like the chapter room, but also yep, they chapter. vote by dropping a ball right. in a There's box. A, a, a white white ball means yes, black ball no, and a red ball means. I'm not sure, but it ends up kind of counting as a no anyway. <laughs> oh, you, does it? You need a, a majority. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, got it. So, yeah. The, it's same kind same of as fraternity old, old school. Right? Sometimes when we're voting in chapter, which, of course, it's secret, sometimes I think, man, can't we do this with iPads? It would be so much more faster and efficient. But, nope, we have everybody walk up to the front and put in their marble. And uh, no one... Do they get to see who votes on who? No, you don't get to see see what the, uh, who votes. So it's all private. The person so you don't goes walk up, up and you hold up right. you know, a yeah. red ball yeah. and you're like, cling. Oh. <laughs> right. yeah. You just maybe how aggressively throw, you throw like, it down, bounce it from twenty feet away, and it like goes in the box. Right. Well, no, since it's only the chapter members who would be those in solemn vows. So okay. I I professed then at that point vows for three years that I would live this way of life, stability. Uh, you know, obedience, conversatio morum, for three years during that time. And so during that three years, I got a little bit more responsibility in terms of work. I was teaching English as a second language to the seminarians. I worked as our uh, director of admissions in the seminary college. And I was also the assistant master of ceremonies with where liturgies in the church. 
So, and they kind of gradually introduce more um, jobs and different oh, things and see how no. you do with the, but it, it's good because it comes down to what are the gifts of the individual? Because we have a community, many diverse members, many different gifts, some more outgoing than others, but then it also comes to what are the needs of the community? And the right. abbot is the one, the spiritual father who makes those assignments. Whoa. Okay. So then novice, and then you be, you get a new name when you're a postulant? Well, in simple vows, when you make first Okay, what's vows. a postulant? Postulant's, I guess, pre-novice. Okay, that, that's, that, a six, yeah, that's, that's like six of, months. Right, after like the person's After act. like three months, they're like, no, get this guy out of yeah, here. Right. Like, I'm sorry, we didn't renew your contract. Right, right, <laughs> And right. so novice So it's goes, kind of, pre, yeah, pre-novice is po- postulant. I, I kind of glossed over that. That's one. where they wear like black pants and a white shirt. Right, for entrance. But they'll, yeah, all the, all the monks in the community will wear at least the tunic, but then they get, it's like you get additional parts the longer you stay and more, <laughs> more it's, accessories. It's like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I don't know why, how on earth that came to your I mind, know, but that's I, great. All that's, I thought of like Mr. Potato Head getting like I, I things put you, on. Yeah. Okay, so, and then you take three years and then you take final vows. Then final vows. I mean, you can extend simple vows, and, and really, at the end of those three years, you're free to leave as well, because that's the extent of your commitment. But then final vows, solemn vows, and were you there for my solemn vows? I can't remember. I was not. Okay. I, I think you it was were on there 30, for my diaconate ordination. I know. Uh, and, Tommy, Jared, Tommy, and I. I think were he had a wedding, and I was on my 30 day silent retreat. Uh, there was something that like both prevented us. Oh, we'll check the photos. We'll see if you were there. I don't think I was. And that but, they put that giant carpet yeah, over the top so, of you. Well, it's not a carpet. It's a fun- <laughs> it's a funeral pole. So yeah, it's a pretty powerful ceremony. You put the monk is really giving of himself completely to the community and to Christ. And so they put the funeral pole over you, symbolic of the death to self, and then also uh, they ring the bell that we only re- ring when a monk dies. So, what? Yeah, it's pretty powerful. So, you know, my mom and dad are there in, in the Basilica Church. They're crying. It's, it's a very powerful. Your dad cried? Well, at least my mom did. My dad was like, oh, he's not going to cost me any more money. <laughs> Good riddance. Right, yes. Finally. And your brothers were there. Brothers were there, and and my sisters in law. So it was it was a beautiful experience, and any those kind of ceremonies. I mean, it's I guess it's like the monks' equivalent of a wedding. I mean, it's a big day. You're uniting yourself in a commitment, and in, in front of the church. So a lot grow, of friends were yeah. there. The, you're uniting in a commitment. I'm going to grow in greater relationship with Jesus and His Church, right. deeper intimacy with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and this divine life through this community, praying the liturgy, the hours, five times a day. Right, exactly. Getting up, getting up and going to bed and being obedient to this monastery and staying there forever, except when you get to come home on home visits. And hang now, out now. and do radio shows. And do radio shows. What do your parents think about this? Parents at first were not too keen on the idea. They were nervous. I find that a lot of parents, I've also served as vocation director most recently for six years. Sometimes parents can be the ones that aren't too supportive of the kid's vocation, but they warmed up to it. They had to get to know the monks. They had to understand a little bit of the life, and they had to get to know the community. And then they're they're so supportive, and it's really wonderful. Wow. What what about what about um, people who live on other planets? Do you do you take do you take uh, non uh, androids humanoids? Uh, uh, I think on the application you have to be human. You have yeah. to be a human. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and there so there is men and women. Men and among- women communities. We have a, a community of sisters two miles down the road, so we serve them, take care of them for mass. They have a beautiful chapel, nice community, and there's yeah. So 
but Benedictines, yeah, throughout the world, varying sizes of communities and also varying apostolates, work and things that they do. Uh, we have a printery house, printeryhouse.org, so we have greeting cards that we print, and there's a whole variety of things Whoa. that we do. So, okay. The... Okay, give them the, give them, give the people the good web address because they can watch mass online. They can sure. also pray with the monks. Yeah, if you go to www.conceptionabbey.org, that's our main website. We're also on Facebook and post a lot of different things. We live stream our liturgies and also, um, uh, yeah, just can look about us or come for a retreat sometime. Yeah, it, I mean, can people come up there and and like just go on a retreat? I mean, like right now, are you guys closed down or open? Right now, we're closed down, but hopefully we'll open again, I think. But hospitality is a big thing for Benedictines, so we have guest house that people can come and stay and get some quiet. People like the quiet, the beautiful grounds, and the silence. Yeah, what I remember going up, like I went from six years in the military to moving across the country twice, running away from Jesus and his call to be a priest. He was probably like, no, you're not ready. Go over there. Stay far away from me as possible. No. And and when I I remember going to Conception Abbey uh, and my very first days there, I was like, what have I gotten myself into? I actually said the words as I walked up the stairs as St. Joe, not St. Joe. What is the other one? St. Michael. Michael's Hall. I walked up to St. Michael and looked to, to Stanbury and I said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> because it's just barren out there. It is. And then I just grew in love of monastic life. Now, could I be a monk? Go ahead, probably Nancy. not. Probably it would probably, not. It would drive the other 55 of us crazy. They cheered when I left. They're like, Wakulich, gone. <laughs> okay. But some people are called a monastic yeah. life. And you and I were both studying to be priests in the Diocese of Tulsa. And then, right. you know, you you the Lord called you and said, I want you to be a monk. And I, you know, I'll say, I'm going to say this publicly. Father Paul Scheller has done an incredible job being a monk at a monastery. He has really been a great witness to me that... A person, a, a young man with a joyful personality who loves Jesus can also serve in a monastery and give their life permanently to the monastery. It's a great life and great blessing. Well, that's the end of our show. Uh, again, uh, welcome to Pastors of Pain. You can find Father Paul Scheller at Conception. Conceptionabbey.org. Conceptionabbey.org. Pray for him. Pray for me. Pray for Father O'Brien. Remember, uh, come visit us here in Stillwater. Tune in and watch us in Mass. Peace.